to another episode of In Moments Like These with David Graham. David is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth of a Mission, Montana. We believe that God is at work, constantly tugging at our hearts, working in and through relationship around us. Join us as we dive into a new devotional, as David shares a lifetime of personal moments and hopes to inspire you to see God the Father at work in your own moments. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of In Moments Like These. I'll never forget it because it was so shocking to get such a bizarre phone call on a midsummer afternoon in 1967, over 56 years ago now. The call was from a man I had never met. He was the producer and director of the very prestigious Palos Verdes Community Theater, today called the Palos Verdes Performing Arts Center, that is centered in the extremely affluent California coastal city of Rancho Palos Verdes, or PV as many call it, just minutes north of my family's hometown in San Pedro, California. I remember hearing that PV was sometimes referred to as the bedroom community of Hollywood. And I had heard way back then that its highly respected Palos Verdes Community Theater was a launching pad for a good number of young aspiring actors who eventually went on into acting careers in Hollywood. And I, my 19-year-old self, was getting a personal phone call from, I don't remember his name now, but he was the Palos Verdes Community Theater's producer and director. And he was calling me with a shocking request. David, he said, I'm calling to ask you to take the lead role in our next play production here at Palos Verdes Community Theater. I was dumbfounded. So, it's time for a little David backstory here. Though I was only 19 at the time of the phone call, I'd actually spent a fair amount of time on stage throughout my youth. There were several times during my primary school years that I was given key roles in Christmas plays and such. As a teen, I played a guitar and sang on a few stages in a folk song trio. And in the first semester of my senior year of high school, I sang on stage in our all-school choir. In my last semester as a senior, I decided to take a class in theater where I was soon given the lead role in a one-act play. Soon after, I was picked for the lead role in our all-school three-act production. And at the end of my senior year, I was honored to be chosen as San Pedro High School's Actor of the Year and was inducted into the International Thespian Society, a society that honors and assists promising high school student actors around the country. You may remember that way back in our second episode called Look Up to the Father, I talked about the great differences between my wonderful but totally left-brain dad and his totally right-brain son, me. Dad wanted me to be one of three things when I grew up, a doctor, an astronomer, or a Navy pilot like he had been. And I, I wanted to act in Western movies. I daydreamed of being another John Wayne or Clint Eastwood, confidently riding slowly through deserts and mountains on my very own, my very fine horse. So in my first year at our local community college, Los Angeles Harbor College, one of the first classes I signed up for was theater. 
And much to my surprise, in the spring of 1967, during my second semester, I was given the lead role in the all-college play production. It was a comedy called, See How They Run. I played the part of an Air Force pilot. And Dad, he didn't like that. But I was on stage once more. So that's the backstory before the shocking phone call that came just a few months after my time on the college stage. I will tell you what happened after I answered the phone in just a minute. But before I get there, I want to move into the message I believe I'm to share with you today. And it's about God's stage and about His amazing strategy to reach His lost children all around the world. And He did that by staging a lengthy, powerful, and documented story. In fact, the greatest story ever told. And it was staged in front of a massive worldwide audience. Here's what I've seen in my mind and spirit a hundred times or more. I've seen God's stage with my mind's eye over and over again. Oftentimes, the stage is outside in a giant venue in a beautiful desert place surrounded by mountains. Sometimes I've seen the stage inside a giant auditorium, a giant theater. Wait, I'm suddenly flashing back in time to a Saturday afternoon in the spring of 2001, when Kathy and I were sitting next to our closest friends and hosts, Mike and Judy Carmelich, inside the famous Pantages Theater located on the corner of Hollywood and Vine in Hollywood, California. And there, with our eyes fixed on the stage, we were thoroughly captivated by the three-act multi-award-winning production called The Lion King. The story of a lion cub far from home who grows up to fight and defeat the ruling evil lion and then restores his father's kingdom to its former glory. Ah, yes. An unfolding story on a stage, one with a glorious ending. Now imagine with me, if you would, imagine being at that giant outdoor venue, far off in a beautiful desert place. Kathy and I are sitting right next to you, and there are millions of others all around us. Each and every one of us have our eyes fixed on the giant stage, a stage where the most glorious story will soon be unfolding, and it's going to be about a lion too. The Lion of Judah. The watching millions of us become completely quiet as the orchestra music slowly softens to a stop. And just moments later, a 99-year-old man walks out to center stage to begin Act One. All this silent for a short while until these clear, loud words, coming from high above, are spoken over the entire theater and then echoing out into the desert beyond. I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. This is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants 
after you for the generations to come, to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan, where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting promise to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. The stage was set. God reveals his strategy, and a nation called Israel begins to take shape. The greatest story ever told begins, and we are held captive in our seats as it all unfolds. As scene after scene brings us more and more understanding, more and more amazement, and more and more praise for its writer, producer, director, and narrator, the God of Abraham, and now our God. Dear friend, that is exactly what happened. God wanted to be the God of faithful children from every nation, not just one. And in his ingenious way, he developed and carried out a perfect strategy to do that, to reach every nation. God's strategy in human history was to put the stage lights on one nation in order to reach all the rest of them. Think about this. The Bible is loaded. It's packed with amazing stories, miracles, and prophecies. Ponder this. Suppose each of the stories, each of the miracles, and each of the prophecies that are recorded in the Bible, suppose each of them had taken place in a different nation rather than in the same nation every time. No one in any nation would ever be able to make any sense of any of the greater story or ever know that there was a greater story there at all. God's perfect strategy was that the stories, the miracles, and the prophecies would all take place on the same stage and through the same actors, through Abraham and his descendants in Israel. There just had to be one stage. There just had to be in Israel. And the entire story would be recorded in the most wonderfully written book in all of history. The Bible comes by divine design, written by over 40 different authors in over 2,000 years. And each book of the Bible is a key part of a fascinating, integrated message that keeps on building in every act and in every scene. And I love how God strategically used the prophets. And the abundance of prophecies and prophecies fulfilled is a huge factor in itself. Barton Payne's Encyclopedia of Biblical Prophecy lists 1,239 prophecies in the Old Testament and 578 prophecies in the New Testament for a total of 1,817. These encompass 8,352 verses. Payne has also found as many as 574 verses in the Old Testament that somehow point to or describe or reference the coming Messiah. Another scholar, Alfred Edersheim found 456 Old Testament verses referring to the Messiah and says that conservatively, Jesus fulfilled at least 300 prophecies during his earthly ministry. Wow. Well, didn't Jesus say he would do that? Listen to Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, quote, I have come to fulfill the law and the prophets. Yeah those prophets that spoke on a stage in a far desert place. The greatest story ever told 
and all of it took place because the stage was set for the sake of his faithful children, those in the land of Israel, and those in nations throughout the earth. By the way, dear friend, God's stage hasn't been dismantled. The story isn't over. I believe we are going to see some huge Kingdom of God events taking place very soon in the homeland of Abraham, in America, and around the world. The producer and the director will see to it. He always has. Many haven't recognized this. You know, it is written, they do not know what the Lord is planning. They do not understand His strategy. Micah 4, verse 12. Back to my shocking phone call in 1967, David, the Palos Verdes Community Theater's producer-director, continued, Next week, we are scheduled to have our grand opening for See How They Run, the same play in which you recently had the lead role at your college. Two days ago, our lead was in a terrible car accident. We were told he will be in the hospital for a long while, and he's definitely out of our production. David, you know the role so well. Would you please help us? Would you please take his place? I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Is this the opportunity that I had been waiting for, daydreaming about? And then immediately it hit me. I was suddenly overwhelmed with a horrible, sick feeling deep down inside, combined with a sudden sense of danger. I didn't know then, but I soon found out, and I know this now. Like a watchful father would swiftly move to save his little boy from harm, it was the Holy Spirit of God that snatched me out of a place of danger, and I immediately blurted out the words, No, sir, thank you, but I can't help you, and I hung up. Over these last 56 years of my life since that day on the phone, God has given me many different roles to play. I've been on many kingdom stages, often alongside wonderful dear brothers and sisters countless times. I've spoken before thousands in a variety of venues, even before hundreds of thousands over the radio and a couple times on TV. But never once as a cowboy. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Dear friend, the stage is still set, and every single one of us has a key role to play, no matter the size of it. It is so important to Him. We are so important in the eyes of our almighty producer and director. Let's you and I recommit ourselves again today to perform our roles for the glory of our God and for the sake of His watching audience, all those that He longs to bring home. Oh, dear Father, dear Jesus, and dear Holy Spirit, your strategy was so perfect. It was flawless. It was glorious, and it is such an honor to serve you, to play a part on the grandest stage in the universe. Anoint, my dear friend, your dear one and me again today, so that we can help increase the numbers in your audience. Let it be. Thank you for listening to another episode of In Moments Like These with David Graham. And we hope that this podcast and this episode can be another tool and resource to help you in this walk of faith. If this podcast has made a difference in your life, we would love to hear from you. 
visit us online at inmomentslikethese.com. That's inmomentslikethese.com.